I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. By the way, we're heard all across the country, thanks to the Gab Networks and Sun Broadcasting. 200 stations, last count. And we would like to invite you, that if you're not getting our show, to call a program director in your area and ask why we're not on. Or you can subscribe to Aftermath.media. Just go to Aftermath.media. We have... Uh, a number of things from past shows to a library full of books and PDFs and all kinds of things to do research in. Just go to aftermath.media and subscribe today so you don't miss a show. That's aftermath.media. Sign up to, oh, we have a March Madness sale going on too for your yearly subscription. So go check it out at aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. So in the good old days, I, you know, I don't like to, I don't like to be that kind of guy. Have you, you know, like grandpa or dad. I'm becoming dad and grandpa. In the good old days, in the good old days, back in my day, uh, get off my lawn. I, I, I feel like that when I talk that way. But in the good old days, there are good old days that you could rec- recall. Um, most tragedies that happened in the good old days were local and isolated. But today, with the aid of technology, tragedy is seen everywhere, every day. I mean, we want protection, right? We want guarantees that whatever boogeyman is out there, it can be conquered or eliminated or taken out. We want to be told not to worry that whatever happens to the United States, it's for its own good. And I was witnessing, again, um, there was a a shooting that took place, a number of... uh, massage parlors with this guy shot up the massage parlor. They were already calling it a hate crime before they even had a chance to interview the guy, and they found out that he was a sex addict. Um, and I don't know if they're still going to push the hate crime issue because they're really focusing on hate crimes against uh, Asian, uh, Asian, the Asian population. But uh, I was following the story, and then abruptly they went to the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer, and Wolf Blitzer was saying that a memo that was released was going to actually, uh, it was a memo from the FBI saying that this summer or this spring, we're going to see an increase in extremist domestic terror attacks. And I shake my head and I'm like going, you know, for those of you that listen to this program, you know that we've been calling out this domestic terror, uh, I guess you call it domestic terror, high gun crime profiling that's going on. The idea of hate crime, gun profiling, and domestic terrorism is all part of the plan to disarm the country. It just it's just a, it's just what it is. It's blatant, right? It's there to disarm the country and it gives them a reason to crank up the panopticon and crank up the the, the the surveillance state. Okay. Well, it's because, you know, we want protection, right? We want safety. We want it to be mandatory. We want to be prepared for the boogeymen that are coming. And they'll tell us what boogeymen are out there, white nationalists, KKK. All, I mean, this is a repeat of the 60s. And for those of you that are part of Black Lives Matter or Antifa, they won't mention you by name, but they too are looking at you as well. But I think you know that. You know, Shakespeare, you know, we were talking about the Ides of March the other day and Julius Caesar. But there was something I forgot to mention. And that is a line from Julius Caesar that says, The fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. We are the underlings. And when people feel like they're 
tossed around like feathers in the wind. They're, when they feel like they're helpless to control their futures, they turn to these mass movements, to anything which they can surrender their individual will to, something that they believe will protect them. They put all their faith in their political leaders, their, their, their so-called messiahs. No matter how dishonest or manipulating they are, they're the ones that are going to be looking out for you. I just find it odd that no one understands this. That no matter how corrupt, dishonest these people are, people will still flock to them and will defend them. You know, Donald Trump is right. If Donald Trump were to have shot somebody in the middle of Pennsylvania Avenue, people would still love it. If Hillary Clinton was to eat a baby on TV, you know, all of her supporters would still love her. They'd find a reason. I mean, this Cuomo situation, you're hearing... You know, the view where they're, they're all talking amongst themselves going, oh, I don't know if I like what they're doing to Cuomo. If they put in a Republican, I may not like that. You see, we're, we're just willing to accept evil because this is how we are now. We, we, we decide that there are certain types of evil we can live with and certain types of evil we can avoid. But some of the evil that we want in our lives, we don't realize that it's kind of like that scorpion and frog story where the scorpion's going to sting you, and you're going to go, why did you sting me? Well, I'm a scorpion, you moron. That's why I did it. A year ago, former President Trump declared a national emergency, and the White House announced a 15-day plan to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Now, governments around the world either preceded the United States or followed with similar pronouncements. So the upsurge in totalitarianism since these edicts were installed, and it's mind-boggling to me that people still defend this tyranny. Staying home, social distancing, and hand-washing were the first steps in the slippery slope towards medical martial law in this country. A year later, here we are now, a year later, and we're being told that perhaps there will be a time in a few months where government officials could ease up on their draconian controls, and some states have already followed suit while while coming under fire from those who still believe that they can retain what little power they have and they they can use it against their citizens. You know, all this power they don't want to let go of. They're not going to roll up their sleeves and say, we're giving up our power. When politicians have power, they certainly will find excuses to hold on to it as much as they can. Government is obviously composed of corrupt and greedy people, and therefore... They are a legitimate object of criticism and constant exposure. But to do this, you become a conspiracy theorist. You become a QAnon extremist. You become a right-wing whack job. None of this ever applied until idiots started doing this. Identity politics people, intellectual supremacists, these morons, cancel culture, everybody who has a little bit of bone to pick with everybody, these microaggression people, these... I mean, if your own political parties in power then it's easier for you to say that all things are moving smoothly. Yet it has been demonstrated time infinitum that the state has become infiltrated by individuals with secret societal philosophies that have implemented can dramatically change the way we live. Their party affiliation has no bearing, no bearing on the hidden agendas that they have and they want to push. Those that hide in the shadows make policy in order to secure the state power hold and continuity of what we see as a corrupt government that literally is being controlled by deep state operatives. Now, all these draconian measures have served as social engineering tools 
to get people used to having experts and government officials tell them what to do. In fact, you could argue that all of humanity outside those in authority has slowly been tortured over the past year. What we are what we are experiencing right now is no touch torture. In fact, I can actually say with all surety that what is happening in this country is a clear cause or a clear case of ponerism. An institutionalized political evil has succeeded in carrying out a clandestine torture experiment on the American people. When we factor in ponerology and the fact that the controlling elite are looking for total and complete control of the population, the use of psychological and physical torture on the public to increase compliance is certainly an appealing methodology for them to use. And I'm sure that many people are unaware of what ponerism is. I've talked about it before. It comes from the Greek word poneros. It means evil. But poneros is a special kind of evil. It is evil with action and is usually associated with politics. So at the social level, hatred, envy, greed, and strife have now multiplied exponentially in this environment, in the environment we are in now. Crime increases faster than the population can keep up with. That's what we're told. You combine that with wars and rumors of wars, insurrections, political purges, the scarcity economy that is coming. It's looming over our heads now. We see it on the horizon. Multiplied millions of people across the globe are now without adequate food or shelter because of the political actions that shut down businesses, putting people into the into the poorhouse. And then, of course, you know, you look at the weather. Tonight, people are saying, oh, my God, the tornadoes that are happening now. But what about what, what, what about the snowstorm that happened in Denver? What about these, you know, geoengineered weather storms that are giving us the impression that the government can control the tornadoes, that the government can control the hurricanes, the government can control drought, because they're saying that if we just do this, we'll be able to control these mechanisms. Well, how can we do that by just n- not using our cars, by, 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 by having, you know, uh, being monitored, the data, the data that they're going to use to monitor our use of fossil fuels, our use of other things. I mean, how are they going to take that all into account? You look at the plague, you, you look at the diseases that they can pull out at any moment, dangle a carrot in front of you, say, hey, look, you got to do this. And yes, they take an annual toll on lives and suffering. This seems to be increasing if you believe the mainstream media. I mean, we know that acts of God are random, or so we think. But, you know, if God brings us all this tragedy, then government is here to rid us of these terrible tragedies rid us of the problems we have in understanding science, literally ridding us of God. That's the whole point, right? That's the whole point. But of course, due to political infighting, we have a difficult time digging ourselves out of what can be seen as a prison existence. And like it or not, all of what we're experiencing is not just plague, pandemic, and virus. It is the result of political polarology. It is a political evil, and it's going to get worse. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts, 
or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.